Hi everyone, and welcome to our weekly podcast, brought to you by VJ Oncology. Today we will be covering our highlights in bladder cancer from ASCO 2023, which we covered live in Chicago. We will be covering a range of exciting trial updates with Arlene Sivka-Radke from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. So Arlene, you presented findings from the NORS trial, which compared erdafitinib and cetrolimab in urothelial carcinoma. What were the trial design and results from the study? So at this year's ASCO, we are presenting the data from the Norse clinical trial. The Norse trial compares two groups of patients. It was randomized in patients who had cisplatin ineligible metastatic urothelial carcinoma. And patients were randomized to either ertafitinib alone or ertafitinib plus citrilimab, an immune checkpoint inhibitor that targets PD-1 expression on tumor cells. This was a randomized but non-comparative cohort trial, similar to what has been used in other clinical trials, including those with infortimabvedetin and pembrolizumab. When we enrolled patients on this trial, we saw a very promising objective response rate in both cohorts. In the erdafitinib-only arm, the objective response rate was around 44%. And in the combination arm of erdafitinib plus citrilimab, we saw a response rate rate around 55%, with an improved number of complete responses in those patients who received the combination as well. So gaining a sense that we're seeing deeper and more durable responses in the combination, combining erdafitinib with a checkpoint inhibitor. This translated to an improvement in progression-free survival as well. With the erdafitinib-only arm, we saw a median progression-free survival of around five and a half months. With the combination arm, we saw a progression-free survival of around 11 months. And overall, this translated to an overall survival benefit of around 16 months for erdafitinib only, and around 20.8 months with a combination of erdafitinib plus citrilimab. So when we look at these results in aggregate, the erdafitinib only arm is very similar to the objective outcomes that were observed in the phase two clinical trials, which reported a 40% response rate and median overall survival of around one year in previously treated patients. The combination arm looks very promising as well, with an improvement in objective response rate, translating to a progression-free survival and overall survival that I feel is worth further investigation. Brilliant. Thank you. So in your opinion, what unmet needs do you think erdafitinib will fulfill in metastatic urothelial carcinoma? The treatment of frontline metastatic urothelial carcinoma patients has long been an unmet need. We see the majority of patients with metastatic or surgically unresectable urothelial tumors having a poor GFR or comorbid medical conditions that impact their ability to tolerate systemic therapy. It's estimated that over 50% of patients may not be eligible for the typical standard of care regimens. So finding alternate options in this frontline setting is attractive by the ability to treat patients who are elderly and frail with their metastatic urothelial carcinoma. 
What we saw from this trial was a very promising endpoint with response and survival that appears attractive. And it would take additional studies to confirm whether this is comparable to the other treatments that are currently being used, including gemcarboplatin with maintenance of Velumab or the recent infortimab venetin with pembrolizumab that was granted FDA accelerated approval. Another highly anticipated trial in the bladder cancer space is the THOR trial. What are the main findings and how does it compare to the NORS trial? This has been a very exciting year at ASCO, both for bladder cancer and for ertafitinib. In fact, I would say it's ertafitinib's year to shine. In addition to the Norse clinical trial data, we are also seeing top-line results from the randomized clinical trial in previously treated urothelial cancer. These are patients on the THOR clinical trial. So as you can see, Janssen or Janssen does like their Norse gods. We have Erdafitnib named after the goddess Erda, Erda of the Earth, Thor with the clinical trial. On this clinical trial of Thor, patients who had prior chemotherapy and a prior immune checkpoint inhibitor were randomized between a single agent taxane and Erdafitnib. And the results of the trial were quite phenomenal in my estimation. We saw an objective response rate with ertafitinib that was around 45%, while the objective response rate with single agent taxane or vinflunine, which is used in Europe, was in the single digits. We also saw a median overall survival and progression-free survival that was significantly improved in the ertafitinib arm with a median overall survival around one year. So ertafitinib is here to stay for the treatment of our urothelial carcinoma patients with the first level one evidence showing that FGFR3 inhibition matters and can impact the outcomes by extending the life for our urothelial cancer patients. Great, thank you. And moving on to tumor agnostic therapies, can you discuss the Ragnar trial? which assessed erdafitinib in FGFR3 mutant tumors. There is also additional data on ertafitinib at this year's ASCO meeting. It's the Ragnar clinical trial. So again, Janssen loving their Norse gods and their Norse mythic literature. Ragnarok was an epic battle that was foretold through the ages. And I would say Ragnar's study was also an epic battle. They enrolled, um, this was a tumor agnostic study, enrolling any patient with an FGFR3 alternative. So they were studying this drug in patients where the mutation frequency is not sufficient to sustain randomized clinical trials. And the results certainly appear very promising in this tumor agnostic cohort as well. They enrolled over 200 patients. They saw an objective response rate of around 30% overall. And when you look at the cohorts of patients who benefited even more, we saw a response rate of 100% in patients with salivary duct tumors, and then endometrial carcinoma and cholangiocarcinoma also had objective response rates in the range of 50%. So even in patients who have an FGFR3 alteration, but where the frequency of mutation is too low to support large clinical trials, we are seeing efficacy of FGF-targeted therapy with erdafitinib. Thank you to our speakers. 
and to you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, including Apple, Podbean and Spotify, so we can continue to deliver our expert-led content directly to you. Follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology to join in the conversation and visit vjoncology.com for the latest updates in the field.